everybody and welcome to I Got This with Lex and MGP. I'm Lex and I've been a personal trainer over the last five years. Martha has been my client for three years and over that time she has lost over 50 pounds and changed her entire perspective on life. Join us each week as we dive into health, mindset, and everything in between. Hey everybody and welcome back to I Got This with Lex and MGP. All right, so we get this question a lot. Everyone's heard about my journey in the first, you know, few episodes and why, you know, what inspired me to get started or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I've heard from quite a lot of people, what made Lex want to be a personal trainer or get involved in all of this? So I'm going to toss that question to you and you can let the people know. Cool, I like it. Well, um, this is actually my favorite because I'm so, so passionate about it. I think a lot of trainers are. They wouldn't do it if they weren't. But um, the reason I became a personal trainer, so I went to Michigan State for kinesiology, if you don't know what that is, that is uh, movements of the body. After switching majors multiple times, I was a business major, or a comm major for a while. I was like, nah, we're going to go this. But the reason I did that was because I wanted to be a nurse. Um, so I worked at like a, a nursing home near Michigan State for a while. I was a nurse's aide. I did, uh, you know, that CNA class, first aid class, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. I took a bunch of prereqs for nursing um, just because I want to help people. I think that's why most people go into that type of thing is they want to help people, right? I could totally see you being a nurse. Could you? <laughs> yeah, running around in your little scrubs. I was a, cute, anyway. I was a good nurse's aide for sure. The, the older but anyway, people I'm glad me. you're not though. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. Definitely if I was doing that, um, wing a, a little bit too much. <laughs> oh, this looks like the right amount of meds. Let's try this. <laughs> yeah, you could use I your trainer not. counting for that. <laughs> yes, not good. So I ended up in the right spot. But I actually applied to nursing school to two different colleges, maybe three, for a BSN, bachelor's degree in nursing. So after I got my um, undergrad, I could do that. The funny thing is they had all these like prereqs when you apply. Mm -hmm. I was like missing multiple prereqs. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe like I'll get in anyways. I was like, oh, I think I'm missing this class, but like literally whatever. So of course I'm not going to get in. But clearly I just like, I really didn't want to be a nurse that bad. I just thought that was what, something I was like, supposed to do. Mm -hmm. At that time in my life, I was like, this is just what I am supposed to do. Uh, okay, now I'm going to be a nurse, right? Like, that's just what everybody does. I need a job, you know, or whatever. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, it, I mean, my whole life has been, okay, in high school, you know, run, do your sports, be on honor roll, do what you're supposed to do. In college, join a sorority, um, have, you know, date a, you know, cute boy, um, do what you're supposed to do, right? And so that was like, just like, I was doing for a long time what I was supposed to do. And I think this was the first time in my life where after college, like during that time is really the last few months where I didn't get in. And I wasn't even really upset. I was like, ah, oh. like no, sh no shit. I didn't get in. <laughs> I didn't have the prereqs. Um, so that was interesting. And then the one thing that I thought, I was like, you know, I just want to try being a trainer. And I said to somebody at the time, I remember this statement. I was like, I just think I want to do that at least for a little while because I'll regret if I don't become a personal trainer for a little while. I just want to like see if I'm good at it. On that note, at the time, um, being a personal trainer was the past like the path less traveled, right? Um, a lot of people were like, go get, get a job. Um, be interviewed and go into the corporate life. Being an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur or doing something like as a 1099 was very not normal after coming out of um, 
like a college at the time. That's what none of my friends were doing, which is more common now. But I feel like going the path less traveled is a topic like you know well as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I changed careers. Um, after college, I went into business. Yeah. And I was a buyer for Marshall Fields, which became Dayton Hudson, which is now Macy's. Wait, your first, what was your first, uh, what did you study first at Machine State? Uh, business. And so that's why I was a buyer. Yeah. But I had originally wanted to be an engineer, so I had all the math courses already. Yeah. So that was easy for me to switch later on. But yeah, so I was a buyer and, you know, very corporate, very retail oriented. Mm-hmm. I worked at a corporate office, you know. Um, ladies, if you bought lingerie in the 90s, I probably picked it out if you shopped at Marshall Fields or Dayton Hudson. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, the Santa Bear from the you know early 90s, I actually designed with my team. So just I don't know what that is. The Santa, <laughs> Santa Bears. Oh, some of our older people out there will know Santa Bear is. <laughs> it used to be the big thing at Hudson's back when it was still Hudson's. Okay, okay. If you're from you know, Michigan. Um, but anyway, so yes. And once... We were living in Chicago. Uh, once we were transferred back here with my husband's job, I decided it was time for a career change. And yeah. we were ha- starting a family and, you know, being a buyer and having to travel a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's also a buyer in the automotive industry and was traveling a lot. And, you know, it's not like he could be in Korea and I could be in New York and we could have small children at home. <laughs> so <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, we had to make, you know, a decision there. And I'd always really been drawn to the idea of being a teacher. Yeah. But I just thought, oh, it seems so cliche when I was in college. You know, I just mm-hmm. wanted to try something else. And honestly, I think it makes me a better teacher now that I didn't just go right from college back into high school in essence. Yeah. So I have that real world And that's, that's the thing. That is also the path less traveled. Because, like, at what mm-hmm. age did you switch from? I was in my 30s. That's crazy. And you had to so, go back to school, right? Yes. Well, I had to get a teaching certificate. Yeah. Right. Um, and then a master's degree. So right. I have a master's degree in education. Now. And you did all that with little kids. I did. Yeah. Yes. I was actually, um, like nine months pregnant with our second one, taking a math final. Yeah. That's, <laughs> to, that's crazy. To, to get cert, you know, for oh that. my God. So, right. And I student taught in my thirties. Yeah. Well. yeah. And that's the thing. I think even when you talk about that, you don't realize how, um, how big of a deal that is and how not common that is. A lot of people change careers, but like not in a way that you have to go back to school or I do think it's becoming more common now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I feel like that is making a really hard decision. Um, and failing, like, I feel like you were pr- pretty passionate about it because you love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I literally changed professions. It wasn't even like I changed jobs. Exactly. It was professions. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yes. And I do believe that this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I do believe though, also it makes me a stronger teacher having spent some time out in the quote unquote real world. Yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. Cause I bring a lot of that in and I teach an AP statistics course where a lot of what I used to use in the business world is, you know, applicable in that course. So, I love that. Cause in high school I would ask like, how the heck am I going to use this? So yeah. you have that solid real world, especially with math. Like I hated math, but you have that. <laughs> I did. I really did. <laughs> But I would like you. I would like it if I had you as a that's teacher. Right. That's for sure. Because, I mean, that's that's what makes people like, you know, what they're good at. Yeah. Well, um, the kids will ask me all the time, like if I'm teaching an Algebra 2 class, when will we, what job do I need logarithms for? <laughs> you can actually, you can No, and I that. say math teacher. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only one. But, but statistics, yeah. no, there is a lot of, I mean, any kind yeah. of research. I'm sure you had to do, read statistical reports in your job. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. Actually, I mean, personal training is very science. I, it is You're science You're gathering based. data constantly on the amount of like articles I have to look up on a daily basis like well this is the right way but this is also another good way to do it but which one's like 
actually scientifically, right. you know, like all those different things. Yeah, even when we assess, that's data collection. Right? Yeah, it is. It really is. So and so I like that. That's. Um, I mean, you you've understood the path less traveled mm -hmm. as well, and I think that's at any age of your life. That is the the leap and the bound that it takes to do that is um, it's kind of I don't think it's gets enough credit right mm -hmm. like um, for instance like when all your friends I think another thing at that time in my life a lot of my friends were like going home finding a job or finding a corporate job mm -hmm. and then my first year of personal training too was all my friends were like four of them were down in Miami like partying sure. and then like I would like take a few weekends out of the year to like go see them and then like all of them were still going out every single weekend just like I mean we all do that at our early mm -hmm. 20s but the other part of the path less traveled was um saying no to all of that and I had FOMO like I had mm -hmm. it hard oh yeah that's something that like not until more recently I got over of like uh, I just really don't want to drink or go out and stay out till like 5 a.m. because um, I actually want to like do my job the next day and do it well, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's another part of the path less traveled that actually uh, really doesn't get enough credit. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't, doing the hard thing, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I act we actually had our kids pretty young because my husband and I got married pretty young. Mm -hmm. And at that time, same thing, a lot of our friends were still single and they were going to bar nights and we're like home with, you know, a screaming six-month-old. And so, Whoa. yeah, you know, so you're saying that. I mean, you had the ki your kids when at my age currently, right, yes. <laughs> which is like, um, like completely mind blowing to me. I'm like, what? You were a baby. I was a baby when I think about it now. But, yeah. um, but jokes on my friends now because now they have like middle schoolers and my kids are <laughs> yeah, graduated. Well, don't, don't say that because I'll be having kids when, <laughs> when at your friend when your friends had their kids at that age. But yeah, no, but I mean, it's kind of nice now. I mean. We love our kids and we spend a yeah. lot of time with them, but they're, you know, they're fun to be around and they're young adults now. Exactly. So, so that time. Path less traveled is, I think it really doesn't get enough credit at all. Mm -hmm. And and people don't really realize how difficult that is at certain times of your life when everybody's like, come out. It's like, yeah, no, like I want to, and I will go out and like not drink or I will go out and like, but I definitely set my boundaries mm -hmm. and so do you. Mm -hmm for your health purposes. And uh, that peer pressure doesn't stop just because you're not in your 20s anymore. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know all the time. And a lot of it, too, is like sometimes I just want to hustle. Sometimes I just want to work. And a lot of people don't realize that, too. Mm -hmm. Like when you're in that, um, there are different phases. Like you won't see me for like a few months out of the year because I am like working really hard at a lot of different, like either a program or like, a, like working on getting, you know, certain things out. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing that, it's not just with health, but also with like, you know, your mindset at the time. People are like, oh, you work too much. It's like, well, it's it's really my decision. It's not like anybody's forcing me to go in. I just like actually want to work on myself, mm -hmm. right? That's another path less traveled that doesn't get enough credit and a lot of people don't really understand. And the reason I truly am a trainer is because of the gym that I'm at and the people that I'm around. And um, they really opened my eyes, not just to like health and fitness, but becoming a better person and living outside of the realms of doing what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And like this truly actually makes me want to cry <laughs> because like the people that I met, the mentors that have guided me over the last few years, um, five years right now, uh, coming up on like six of saying, okay, 
yes, look, you need to educate yourself, but you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You don't have to do the norm of what everybody's doing. And I found that earlier on that to that to become an entrepreneur before being an entrepreneur was cool. Mm-hmm. Like within the last few years, becoming an entrepreneur is like the coolest thing ever. Like I, I found like, oh, this is like really, really hard work and it feels good to work on yourself and it feels good to do hard things and it feels good to help people and learn how to have those hard conversations and learn how to talk to people. And that's the other thing is like being a trainer is not just – okay, this is what you should do. Here's how I'll help you. Um, No, it's like understanding people. That's Mm -hmm. what, I mean, any business is, but that's personal training. If you want anybody to get results, you have to put yourself in their shoes, see where they are and help them. So, and the people that made me think that way, I have to shout them out, was Mark Dufresne, who is uh, like the founder, he's the founder of Burn Fitness, and uh, Riva Kehoe, now Kehoe, she was the head trainer at the time, and both those two people are the most, like so unbelievably impactful to who I am now. Those are the people who made me think, why don't you think of yourself as a professional, especially Mark? He looked at me. I remember him looking at me many times like, stop being the party girl and be the professional. Stop trying to be everybody's friend. Be the professional. And giving him these, me these mantras and how to get through these different things in my life, like these people were so influential to help me be the trainer that I currently am. And take these leaps like podcasting, group training, um, encouraging me to do these difficult things and not just to do them half-assed, but to do them properly. And if you're going to do them, do them properly, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe that the people that you choose to mentor you are so important. And the fact that these two people fell into my life is like unbelievable and even as I see Reva less now because she's a she's a mama Mm -hmm. and I see um I still work with Mark uh as much as I can um he's very busy but they impact my life every single day and I think shouting out those people that have guided you to where you are and becoming the person you're proud of is so 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 important as well yeah so I think that's another big reason that I've stuck with it truly Mm -hmm. everybody wants to quit every now and then but they are a big reason I've stuck with it and not plateaued, but continue to grow. Absolutely. I mean, I think you're the one that told me, and I think it was probably Mark that told you, <laughs> that how you do anything is how you do everything. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is not something that comes from me. Everything affects everything. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. 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 And so that's why we give everything our all when we do it, right? Exactly. <laughs> and the other, it's true, true too, because I've seen a lot of people plateau too. Mm-hmm. And unless you have people like being harsh on you and keeping you accountable to a standard, like you pay me to do that. (laughs) But either way, even if you didn't, I'd still tell you, hey, we got to step up here, here, here. Mm -hmm. Or you call me out and be like, hey, Lex, like uh, I need more from you in this way. But not everybody does that. Right. You don't like a lot of people have yes men in their circle. Like, yeah, you're doing great. Like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that. I've stuck closer to the people who choose, who are not my yes men. Mm-hmm. I've stuck closer to them than anybody. Yeah. And I've stuck closer to you for that reason, yes. I think. Truly. Well, I think we both challenge each other at times. Absolutely. Which is great. I think it's unbelievably healthy, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of people ch- choose to not be around people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, people don't like to be criticized, so to speak. And I don't take it as criticism. Yeah. It's more of a challenge. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes you do get frustrated. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're saying, hey, what you're saying, I don't like, I just don't like hearing it or I disagree with what you're saying mm -hmm. or it just doesn't make me feel good. Mm -hmm. But 90% of the time, if you're around somebody who has the best interest at heart for you, which there are people out there that have somebody else's best interest, um, you, you, I mean, they're probably like 90% of the time, if they've been around you for years, they're probably right. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing is like hearing things you don't want to hear, but being told them is sometimes something that can change your life for the good. I mean, it's, ex it's exactly what you need sometimes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> there have been many times where we've, I don't know what to say, had words. I mean, we were fighting, but we've told each other some hard truths. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. And not liked it. <laughs> yeah. And then, but within a day, we're like, okay, you were right. <laughs> and, and I think how we handle it too, I got that from them, how mm -hmm. we handled it. Like more recently, mm -hmm. what was that one day you came in? I had been. To, it was about. It was about results, really. Mm -hmm. And oh, a couple months ago. Yes. Yeah, that was actually a great day. <laughs> it, at the end of the day, but we talked it out. And I like. I always bring those things up in the beginning of a session, mm -hmm. which may I don't know. I don't know if they taught me that or what, but because like I brought it up in the beginning of the session, so that like we could hash it out, and you could see either my way of thinking or I could see your way of thinking, and then at the end we'd come out with a stronger relationship, mm -hmm. which we can talk more about hard conversations, and I. Hope we have the chance to, but yeah. So yeah, shout out to Mark and Riva. Yeah, I, I got into this because I wanted to help people. Um, I stayed here because of the team I'm around and I love them more than anything. Like I will, if I could work nowhere else in the world for the rest of my life, I would not because I love them all so dearly and they make me truly better. And also because I'm lear I have not stopped growing and learning. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's why I'm a trainer. I've loved... <laughs> Every part of helping people, every part of that. Now, did you know what being a trainer was going to entail? Like, I, I thought when mm -hmm. I hired a trainer, yeah. it was going to be like, you're just going to show me how to lift some weights. Yeah, that's what I thought. You thought you were just going to show up some people like, this is how you do a deadlift well, or whatever. Well, I actually was, I interned at a gym at Michigan State prior to um, starting being a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And that was a very unrealistic view to me of what I thought training was. It was truly, and I was an intern, so I mm -hmm. wasn't doing all the nitty gritty stuff, but it truly was, um, wake up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m., get to the gym at five and put them through the workout that's pre-written. Mm -hmm. And that is also what a lot of gyms do, right? Sure. If you go to a workout class, like that is what you do. You go in and put them through the workout. And mm -hmm. that's an idea of a trainer to a lot of people. Not necessarily what I do, but yeah, that's what I did think it was. For sure. Yeah, but it's, it's not what I do. No, no, <laughs> no, it's not at all what you do. I'm no. not going to test as one of your clients. Yeah, that yeah, is not at all what you exactly. do. Exactly. I mean, you do put me through workouts. Yes, but that's also <laughs> but because the company that I, I work with, right, mm -hmm. um, our program is way more detailed. It's focusing There's on more who, the personal yes, in there. Yes, it is very, very, very personal, right? Yeah. yeah, and our company goes by standards and guidelines. Like, you're going to get a trainer. You're going to get, like, a good trainer. You're not going to get, okay, this guy looks cool for you. You know, like, this person works out. You work out with this person, right? Right. So, yeah, and I'm sure there are companies out there that do the exact same thing, and mm -hmm. there are great trainers everywhere you go to. So For sure. Yeah. But, no, it's just it is interesting to see that whole. And honestly, since we've been together for three years, right, mm -hmm. um, even I've noticed your growth. Thank you. As a trainer. Yeah. You know, not only my own growth, but your growth as well, and we've talked about that too. Yeah. Even your, own, your maturity or how we've evolved mm -hmm. with our relationship. Yeah. And uh, 
what we've been able to accomplish together. Yes. So. I think early on I was very, I mean, this is any young person. In any job. In any job. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be, I did want to be the Instagram model. I did want to be the person, oh, look what I can do. That mm-hmm. is not what this job is about. This is about what you can do, how I can help you, how I can serve you, how mm-hmm. I can make you better. And I think my it was a mindset shift over years of, again, somebody coaching me, not me doing it all on my own, like mm-hmm. somebody helping me saying, why don't you look at yourself more as a professional? Why don't you think of yourself as the greatest group trainer there could ever be? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I am. <laughs> I'm just saying, would that be something I would like to be? Absolutely. Envision yourself as a professional. Envision yourself as somebody who helps and aids other people. And that by like taking on that mindset after years Mm-hmm. has helped me become more of a professional. But yeah, it's maturing in any... Absolutely. I mean, I think even about, you know, I'm a teacher, and I think back to my first group of students, and I'm like, oh, sorry, kid. <laughs> oh, God. Because I know I'm a much better teacher yeah. now. It's just life experience, right? It's so funny, too. So I started at the... Okay, so I worked at one facility, right? One gym. Moved to another after six months of training. Mm-hmm. And then I was... Same gym, but different location. Same gym, different location. Mm-hmm. And then after multiple years, like three or three or four years, the majority of my time at that second location, that's where I, like, I evolved. I mm-hmm. became who I am. I kind that's of... where we met. Where we met. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, you know... Life happened, and I moved back to this the first location. Mm-hmm. So, and she made me follow her. Yes, here you are with me, right? Same company again. And it's funny because I come back and I see these people who I used to train. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that still go to this gym that I used to work with. And oh, when you were a new trainer. Yes, when I was a new trainer. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. I actually took one of my clients. Um, he was a younger guy. I think he's the same age as me, if not a few, mm-hmm. like a two years younger. And he was saying things to me like, come on, you've worked with me. You remember this stuff. And I was like, oh, to me, it feels like so long ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like trying to envision like what we had talked about at those times. And like, I was trying to be those people's friends and not their coach. Right. And like now coming back and being like, oh no, I'm a professional now mm-hmm. is a funny it's a weird transition kind mm-hmm. of coming back as a, as a different, I'm not saying I'm a completely different person, but I'm a different. You are different. Yeah. In a good way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, I was more focused on being their friend. And you wanted everyone to me. like you. <laughs> that was it. Now she doesn't care. She's like, do the burpees. I don't care. <laughs> yes. I'm like, like me, hate me. I don't care. Yeah. And it's demanding. Now I demand respect. I'm like, like if you guys sass off, I'm like, to an extent, I guess. She might have made me do 65 burpees last week. Just saying. <laughs> Were you being sassy that day? I think it was my husband and somehow I got punished for being there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. <laughs> Sometimes I just need to prove a point, okay? <laughs> Who's in charge? I'm I pretty had, sure I married for better or worse, not for burpees. Had, oh, this is a good one. I had a young girl come in. She is, like, one of my favorite. She's so funny. I love all my clients, so it's hard to say this, but... um she is so funny. She's like 16 or 17 Mm -hmm. and she's in a group, a small group and everybody else is just like a little bit older. I have like a 22 year old Mm -hmm. and then somebody who's 28, 29. Um, and she came in and she goes, she goes, listen here, Lex. (laughs) Uh Oh, she threw up the Lex. I know. And I looked at her and the other two, there were people who had been training with me for like Mm. years and they were like, no, you did not say that to Alexis. And I look at her and I'm like, listen here you know her name um that was pretty funny because I was like don't you dare what (laughs) and I say you talk to your mom like that she's like well yeah I do and I was like 
no, you don't. <laughs> so that was funny. I was like, I, thinking about how one point I was like, wanted to be like, hey, girl, hey, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, that's funny. Yeah, but no, now I'm like, don't you, don't you talk to me like that. I'm right. your trainer. And it's also just like, I train a lot of people my age. Mm-hmm. So defining that line of I'm your coach, not your friend is, mm-hmm. can be tricky too. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do, you're really good at establishing relationships with people and communicating with them. Yeah. But yes, I could see how that line could get blurred. Yes. Yeah. So it's got to be tricky. It was, it was definitely fun early on too, thinking about all those people who I was just trying to be friends with. Not Mm -hmm. in like a, I just want to be friends with you of like having a hard time of saying like, oh, I'm going to give you this advice. And then, and then they'll say to me, well, I'm like, I know you don't do that. (laughs) And when you don't have that line of, no, I'm your coach. Yeah. And, and it's funny too. Like what's your credibility? Yeah, exactly. It's Mm -hmm. my credibility too. Um, the other funny thing is people will ask me to train them. Like, uh, my sister, my future sister in law, Mm -hmm. my brother's fiance was like, Oh, like, will you train me? It was when we, he first started dating her. And I was like, didn't know how to say it nicely, but I was like, Oh no, like I don't train people. I know (laughs) (laughs) you know me too well. (laughs) So no, I'm not going to train you. That would be, yeah, that'd be hard. Yeah. 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 So to tell somebody, Hey, you can't eat that. Well, then you're at the family party and they're, you know, eating a big piece of cake. Yeah. And you're looking at Excuse you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there would be that. Yeah. So that's uh, that's why I'm here. And that's where I see myself is to continue to do what I do and help others and uh, make them truly just make others the best version of, self, of themselves while I make myself the best version of myself. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you're a personal trainer. Thank you. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thanks for the questions. So. All right. Well, that is uh, just a quick episode this week, but uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. I got this. I got this. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at I Got This Pod. See you next week. And remember, I got this.